Hi, this is The Memory Project, an experiment in narrative storytelling from Columbia Journalism School. Each episode, we're going to be dealing with a question. Why were my parents so naive? Why do I carry around a photo of a dead guy I've never met? Why did my family hang a picture of my late uncle in a place where nobody can see him? Here's what we did. We chose a photo, any photo, that evoked a memory. Then we treated this memory like any reporter treats a story. We interviewed, we researched, and then we just sat and thought about it. What really happened and why? We had 15 questions, 15 photos, 15 memories, and now we have 15 true stories to share with you. Welcome to The Memory Project. Every episode, we talk to one of the 15 writers about the photo that set their story in motion. This episode, we're talking to Fernanda Uriagas about her photo. Can you describe the photo that you chose? I chose a photo in which um, my family and some other people, uh, some fr- friends of my family, are in this uh, beach in Cuba, Baradero. Um, there's like around uh, 10 people in the photo, and most of them are my family. Um, oh, yeah, I should also mention the picture was taken in 1991, uh, which was also the year of the fall of the Soviet Union. So it was a period of like a very strong economical crisis in Cuba. So, I mean, things have changed a lot since then. Yeah. Why did you choose that photo? Um, well, I was born in Mexico, but my mom is from Cuba, and my whole family migrated um, years ago, and whenever I see them, which is quite often, they always talk about the good memories they had over there, and things have changed so much since then that I was just very curious that about what was it or how was it when they were there that made that time so special. So how have you gone about reporting this story? So I I happened to go to Cuba uh, with many of them, and it was the first time we all went back together since, I I guess, since that picture was taken. So that also added, like, an interesting um, dimension to my story. There's a lot of things, other things going on in my family that that made us um, less happy and united, I would say. We're going to close the episode by reading an excerpt from Fernanda's story. Our theory is if the first couple of words don't give you the zets, a Yiddish word for the hook, then you won't read on. So here's a bit of Fernanda's piece. When I see this picture, as much as when I go to Havana and see my deceased grandmother's deteriorating house, I think of a time I only lived through my family's storytelling. I picture my family spending time together at the terrace. I mentally fix the cracks in the mirrors and the water leakage on the roof. When my mom visited Cuba for the first time after my grandmother died, she would desperately clean, put rat traps, spray insect killer, water the plants. I would help her in long stretches of time, scrubbing the bathtub, 
washing every clothing item in the house and sweating like crazy during the Caribbean summer. We would exhaust ourselves to bring the house back to the way it was over 20 years ago. Exhausted, we would finally sit at the terrace to drink espresso. One must always drink coffee sitting down, my grandma and my mom would always say. My mom would move back and forth in the rocking chair, realizing, as much as I did, that there was no way we could fix the enormous house, as much as there was no way we could go back in time. Writers need readers. If you liked Fernanda's work, become her reader by going to medium.com slash memoryproject to read the rest of her piece. Thanks for listening. The music for this episode was composed by Axel Tree, Kai Engel, and Steve Combs. The Memory Project was edited by Michael Shapiro and James Robinson. This podcast was produced by Sarah Dadouche, Kate Koff, and Aaron Hudson. For more information, please go to medium.com slash memoryproject. Project.